Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, episode number 85. So I really respect those people that want to, to participate in the scene. Mm -hmm. And when I have a chance to, to talk with them, I say that I like to, to share this, you know, because at mm -hmm. this moment, when I have a chance to talk with the people that want to go inside of the scene to work and be like recognize I like to say or I like to share with them that in this moment that my life and when my journey started I didn't have on my mind the result you know mm. like I didn't have the idea that I want to become a famous teacher but you said it like you making it hard Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another episode. And I'm really excited today because we have a very phenomenal follow dancer that a lot of people love. Um, I told some of my friends in the Zook scene, it's like, I'm working. Hopefully I'll be able to make it happen if she's not too busy and we can do the podcast. And people are like, oh my goodness, heart emojis and the face with the hearts and all those kind of things. And I was like, okay, it's going to happen. So um, I'm definitely glad that um, you are here with us. Paloma, how are you doing? I'm going good. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm, I'm really happy to be part of your port, uh, project. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for taking some time out. Um, I know that you said you were traveling a little bit and things were a little bit crazy. So um, I definitely appreciate you taking some time out of your day. And so how have you been? I know this has been a really challenging year for a lot of professional artists with the pandemic and everything going on. And obviously beforehand, we were traveling to different countries almost every week, you know. And now they're really slowed down. So how, how have you been holding up? At the beginning was much harder. I really don't know uh, what to do, uh, what to expect, you know, about this situation. So I almost freeze. Like mm -hmm. I saw many of my friends working online, doing projects but at the beginning i don't want to do anything i don't feel like for it you know but and then i figure out and i realize that i just need my time to to hear 
like what I want to do, what it makes sense to me to do right now. So first of all, I take some time to, I took some time to study more. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I studied about the philosophy, I'm already working and working with William, my partner, mm-hmm. but in a, dis- in a different perspective, you know, more deep perspective. So after this, I run a project with Jessica Lambdon and it was really good. And I started to do some privates online, but not just privates, like more mentorship with some students. And it was good because in my way, like for me, I prefer to have some contact, you know, even Mm -hmm. if it's going by Zoom or wherever but i needed to to talk with my students so for me it was harder to just uh, record videos and sell i totally agree with some professionals uh they do that and they do this really well but in my case i prefer to to have this contact more directly with my students so all my projects they are a little bit more online not just mm-hmm. uh recording yes. and i keep like enjoying this moment to study more and try to give a different perspective about dance about the philosophy about how the your feelings your emotions can be so connect with your technique with your dance actually mm-hmm. is everything connect for me but even even more right now, you know? Yeah, definitely. A lot of us are having to sit down and really listen. And I like what you said about what makes sense for you, because obviously online, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. You can do the pre-recorded lessons. You can do live lessons. You can do yeah. a Zoom call. Uh, so there's different ways to show up online. And it's good that you took some time to figure out how can you show up and be authentic. And really feel like you're, I guess, serving the students the way that you want to to serve them, you know? So it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, for example, I understand that me and other people feel so ex- uh, so anxious, you know, about to follow some ideas. Like, I need to do what my friends do or I need to do what somebody do. But this, for me, doesn't help. You know, like I really need, sometimes it's really important to just turn off everything, even turn off the med- uh, social media mm-hmm. or listen more yourself, your body, your mind, you know, take some time to, to listen. What is your uh, purpose, you know, more than just follow. It's nice to follow. It's nice to have some idea or people that you admire really believe actually that everybody has a unique journey you know mm-hmm. definitely no that's awesome and i've had william your dance partner on the podcast and i've also had jessica on the podcast as well and so it's been, it'll be nice to have all three of you here because obviously you guys are working together and are friends and things like that so it's nice to kind of have all of you guys' stories in in one place you know Yes. So 
just in case somebody is listening to the podcast and they're hearing about you for the first time, which is hard to figure to, to imagine sometimes, but let's say they are new to Zook and they haven't heard about you. Can you let people mm-hmm. know uh, in a nutshell um, what you were doing in the dancing before COVID started? Before COVID? We started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was traveling most all the time, you know, like uh, for nine, nine years in a partnership with William. Mm-hmm. Uh, like almost every weekend we are in, we was in a different place in the world. So it's amazing life. Like I love my work so much. This opportunity to be in a different place with the different people. But everybody connects uh, from the same love, like Zook love, this mm-hmm. big Zook family. And I really love my life, like traveling, working, like giving class, a group class or private class, performance as well. And my favorite part, the dance floor. Like I love to work with dance because give me the opportunity to be in a different place and dance with different people because Mm -hmm. from the beginning my first goals was to be like the best follow as i can you know i don't think much about performance or to be a famous but i really Mm -hmm. want that to be a really good follow so my life give me that opportunity as well my work gave me that. And yeah, uh, in one month, I can be in USA, Australia, um, Europe, <laughs> Brazil. It's, it's yeah. crazy sometimes. <laughs> Definitely. And it's crazy to manage like all the time zones in the different festivals. Yes. And then still making sure that you kind of like take care of yourself and get the proper sleep and energy and all these kind of things as well. It's a challenge as well, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy how one person can literally be all around the world. And then obviously with this year, uh, all of that stuff came to um, a pause, but we're still trying to find like the, the positive things around it and what we can do. And obviously like, we still have to be grateful that we are alive and we have our health and I guess using the, the tools that we have around us to continue to make an impact in the dance world, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's awesome. I totally mm-hmm. agree. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and go back in time and let's talk about when you were first introduced to dance. How old were you? Where were you living? Did your parents have a part in it or? <laughs> uh, yeah, my first, first contact with the dance was I, I was five or six years old and uh, was with flamenco, flamenco dance, mm. Spanish dance. And at this moment, I just danced by myself. Uh, at this moment, my parents didn't, didn't have enough money to put me in a dance school. So I made dance for one year and a half just for my family. And it was just like, I don't know really what to do, but I just like trying to reply what I saw it. 
Mm-hmm. And this was in Brazil? Yes, it was in Brazil. But and then I was children, you know, like for, uh, I want and then in another moment I don't want anymore. So mm. and then I come back to my books because most of my the part of my life from the beginning to now I really love to read all the time. But uh, before dance even more. I was really addicted mm. with books. So and then I decided to to do a journalist in my university. Mm-hmm. So I did journalism, but and then at the end of my course, I met the dance again. So I met one teacher. He's from Renata Pessan School at this moment. Mm-hmm. And then he started to give me some privates, you know, but I was in my holidays. And then he introduced me to her school. And then this was the second moment in my life that dance appears. But then, then at this moment, I just fall in love with Zook. Really, really mm-hmm. fall in love. And then I complete my, my course, the journalism course. And I'm working with the journalism, journalism for three years mm-hmm. and dance together. You know, I was uh, the type of student that helps other students. So I don't need to pay for for the school mm-hmm. and it was an amazing time because I have this connection not just with Zook but with other dances as well Samba, Bolero, Forró, Soltinho, mm-hmm. other Brazilian dance so this helps me so much but I was completely like more addicted to, to Zook. Um, can we talk a little bit about the you said you're addicted to reading and addicted to books what kind of books did you like to read or what were you mm. studying yeah even younger i really like to understand about the mind you know so mm. i really like philosophy mm-hmm. i don't know how to, uh, how to say this uh, psychology yeah psychology and philosophy mm-hmm. yes these two type of books it's my favorite and of mm-hmm. course other books like sometimes because when you are addicted sometimes you like to really to read the different things so i like Definitely. harry potter i like mm-hmm. other like fiction um fantasy and like sci-fi yeah it's a little bit but i think more philosophy and uh, uh psychology, psychology. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. That's awesome. I didn't know that. And so that fueled your decision to go and study journalism. Um, and you said that you worked in journalism for three years. Uh, what were you doing? Were you a reporter? Were you a writer? I were was, you on the news? No. At this moment, I was assessing a company. You know, when you take uh, care about the image from one company. Mm, I got you. So I didn't have the time to really work with uh, as a reporter. Mm. I want that, but and then the dance <laughs> like <laughs> stole you. my my attention. You know. 
I got you. Cool. I didn't know that about you. And I'm pretty sure some of the listeners will be like, what? Um, <laughs> but it's really good. This is why we do the podcast so we can find out about these things from your childhood, you know? And so um, you were at uh, Renata Pisania school and you were studying and you said somebody was giving you private lessons. Uh, did you? Yes. Did you tell us his name? Yes. His name is Junior. He doesn't work more with dance. Mm. At this moment, he was part of her company, dance company, but he didn't work more with dance. I got you. And we live in, in the same building at this moment. So, and then he like kind of introduced me again to the dance world, mm -hmm. you know, was really good. But at this moment, I just think it was a hobby, you know, just a hobby. Mm. I got you. So tell us the story of how this hobby started to become more serious. And obviously, I guess you had to maybe take some skills or some training to be able to start to assist and then to teach. Yeah. Yeah. My, like my journey in dance started really, in my opinion, I just jumped from a place that I, I was completely uh, amateur and beginning. And then mm -hmm. I start to, to date William, <laughs> my partner. Mm -hmm. And at this moment, we, <laughs> we just dating. But then, then mm -hmm. one girl saw us dancing at the, in one workshop, just dancing, and asked ask us why we don't compete. And William really loves competition. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. I remember when he told me, <laughs> yeah, he was telling me that he was competing so much in, in bachata mm -hmm. and in Zugia. Yeah? yeah, he loves so much competition. So, and then he say, why not? And at this moment, I just accept. But after this competition that we won in the second place, everything was it a Zug competition? Yes, was a Zug competition and was in Brasilia capital mm -hmm. of brazil mm -hmm. and right away after the competition we had the chance to teach for the first time in a congress of course at this moment he teaches just him mm -hmm. i was there just assisting him uh, at this moment as well he tried to find a new partner for him and mm -hmm. he invited me i don't know why i Everything at this moment was really fast. So I didn't have much time to thinking like journalists, Zook, journalists. No, I just mm -hmm. go to Zook because I was in love so much with mm -hmm. Zook. So, uh, but and then he started to train me to perform and mm -hmm. to teach. And at this was really you know, like hard transition. Yeah, I can know? imagine because the performance side of things and being able to dance and teaching those are definitely uh, different skill sets. Completely different skills. Like, because it's different when you learn something just for yourself to enjoy. And mm -hmm. it's completely different when you want to learn something to share with the people, you mm -hmm. know? So, this makes me grow really fast at my dance as well. Mm -hmm. in the training that he gives to me to teach and also the training for the competition. 
because one year like was 2011 august we compete for the first time and then 2012 we compete for the second time and then we won in the first place mm. and at the same year we had our first international travel you know so everything so runs really really fast like when i saw now people like learning studying try to have the same life that we have right now like traveling it's sometimes it's it's crazy to to compare how mm -hmm. fast was our journey but of course he the moment that i started to work with him he already have more uh knowledge than me more skills mm -hmm. more experience so yeah yeah and yeah. i think at that time it was also a i guess a good moment in in history of the dance festivals and things like that because all of this really started uh with the latin festivals and the zook only festivals that started to happen outside of brazil yeah because yes. before maybe a year or two ago there weren't any festivals to travel to that's true that's true as well yes 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 Yeah, I remember so, him mentioning that. So it was just kind of like all of these things kind of came together at the same time that made the opportunity um, to happen. Mm -hmm. And I also like what you said, because there are some people who try for many years to train and to get somewhere to get recognized and yes, to be able yeah. to uh, be in demand. But then since now it's more saturated and things like that, then it makes it a little bit harder to, yeah. to go in, you know? So I really respect those people that want to to participate in the scene. Mm -hmm. And when I have a chance to to talk with them, I say that I like to to share this, you know, because mm -hmm. at this moment when I have a chance to talk with the people that want to go inside of the scene to work and be like recognized, I like to say or I like to share with them that in this moment that my life and when my journey started, I didn't have on my mind the result, you know, mm. like I didn't have the idea that I want to become a famous teacher. I just followed the moment, the present. We, we at this moment was so in the present, you know, of course, now it's a little bit much harder because mm -hmm. they already have some idols or people that I want to to have to to stay there they have a goals right now but but for me it's still important when you are more in the process you know like studying dancing me and William we I think at the beginning even now <laughs> we don't work much in our image but mm. we are really connect with the students most of the time or in class or in social dance so this make a lot of uh, difference for me because mm -hmm. you can have amazing marketing or social media or whatever pictures but if you are not really connect with your people with your students doesn't make sense to me you know definitely because 
um, as I said before, I didn't have the, the dream to become a famous teacher. I didn't even have a dream to become a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. I, because I'm thinking I was too old to start a new career. So I learned to love my work right now. And the way I learned was I love to dance. So it makes sense for me to dis- spend more, more time of my life studying and then share these with people that want the same thing. Like they love dance, they want to dance. Mm-hmm. So this is the way I uh, started to understand my new journey, you know, in my life, my new career. So sometimes people ask me about my, my career and if I love or if I like. And if, if I agree, you know, for example, someone come to me and say, you agree that I changed my life right now to become a teacher. And the question that I, the first question that I ask them is, you like to share because you need really to like to share or really mm-hmm. like to study. If you like to study, to dance and share, it makes sense to me to become mm-hmm. a teacher because as you said before our lives is amazing but it's a huge challenge to keep healthy with this mm-hmm. uh, the is style the lifestyle traveling Definitely. time zone different food different sometimes don't have the time enough to sleep well so we and sometimes we we even have the time enough to be uh, emotional, <laughs> healthy, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of things going on. So yeah, it's so fast paced. Yes. So it's important if you do something that you really love and believe, and that makes sense. It's much easier to, to deal with these mm-hmm. uh, difficulties, you know, that we have in during the, the, the work. Mm-hmm. I like that you had those three kind of pillars, I guess, of studying and sharing and then dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to delve a little bit. Maybe we could talk about each of them, but the studying and the sharing parts. Um, let's start with the studying, because before you said you were really addicted into books and I guess being a, a nerd a little bit. Yeah. And now yeah. you're learning this dance. And I guess in my head, I'm thinking since there's so much technique in Brazilian Zouk that there has to be some kind of um, satisfaction for your brain to really get into the all the tiny details of everything. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I've definitely taken a couple of classes and from other Zouk instructors as well. And I can see kind of like the the, I guess, depth of the knowledge that they share for, for the dance. You say the way I'm studying, right? I don't understand much. The way that you study. And then just for, I guess, Brazilian Zouk in general, uh, I'm pretty sure with, um, Renata being a Renata school that also helped get into the, the details as well. So, um, that kind of, I guess, tied into your love for studying in books. Yeah. Yes, yes. Helps a lot, but you know, have some difference because 
imagine Zook is still young, is still a dance mm-hmm. that it's young than than like bachata or salsa, mm-hmm. you know, salsa it's really old or ballet. So it's still young and we still like bring some techniques from other dance. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning I have one type of information and then in during my journey as a teacher, as a dancer and a student that I'm considered a student forever, we started to have much more information. So mm-hmm. from the point that I started and right now we have so much more information and I'm the type of a dancer that I need the details. So I try to give the details that helps me to my students as well. So it's not easy for me, for example, to watch and reproduce. For William, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's really easy, but for me not, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when you started to, to figure out how is the best way for you teach a group, for you teach a person, so mm-hmm. this is also a way that I started to change my way of teaching because at the beginning I saw most of the teachers teaching in one way, you know, mm-hmm. but and then I started to figure out that some other teachers uh, give uh, details and then others give a, a big picture of the thing and this also helps but depends what you want. Zook, it's really organic, you know, that is, a, it's a dance that asks so much from your body. And mm-hmm. for example, just right now, I started to do yoga and I really compare yoga with Zook in a crazy way, but I compare because mm-hmm. yoga at the beginning doesn't ask for you to have uh, flexibility or to do harder things, you know. Actually, yoga asks you and invites you to know more about your body first. And then slowly and progressive, you go there. You find that mm-hmm. point that you do more with your body. And for me, Zook needs to be like that. Because many times people look a figure or a turn or something like harder and mm-hmm. be fascinate be fascinated about this and i want to do it but don't respect the body you know mm. what i mean so it's one of the the dance that can be amazing and you can find so many possibilities on your body but also can be a dance that can hurt or be mm-hmm. uncomfortable so we have so many still to to bring or to share or to study about the mechanic of our body to a body conscious. So my way of studying is to try to give a more natural feeling for Zook, you know? Definitely. Because we need a code. We need something to be like, I understand this. I like to compare Zook or other dance as a language. So we need to have a code to communicate, but we also need to, to, to grow and improve to be able to communicate with everybody. So I believe that from the beginning, we don't have much words to communicate in a different place 
because for example at the beginning i just danced at my dance school and mm -hmm. then i go to the other cities at my country and then i started to travel in a different places of the world so and then i figured out that i need to communicate we all need to communicate better so we all needed to understand what is our pattern you know and after that from the pattern we can grow our sentence and can do more but Definitely. also we need to understand how our body works not just the movement you know like not just the balloon or just the turn how can i feel when i do how and now i don't i don't know if it's how what now i think it's how how i'm feeling in during these moments you know mm, in doing these movements I talk too much now. I think I'm no. The, the podcast is the platform for you to talk to your heart's <laughs> desire. So um, I know sometimes it's different in a class where people are there to move, and sometimes you can't talk too long. But for the podcast, it's it's not a problem at all. I like what you were saying about how you can study and how you have the goal of achieving like a particular pattern or a figure like you did in yoga. Um, but at the same time, I think what you were trying to say was there also needs to be an increase in your sense of self-awareness yes. and uh, building that at the same time. You know, um, I had a, a lady on my podcast this past week. Her name is Jessica and she is a, a tango instructor. And she called she talked about proprio perception, which is basically your body's sense of itself um, as it moves. And she gets into like the anatomy details of all the bones. And like, if you can think about your bones and how they move, then it's going to be moving. And that's you kind of like in a, in a physical sense. Um, but then, like you said, like the more, you know, your body, the more you're going to be able to uh, understand these moves and how they apply to you, because obviously everybody's um, body is unique, you know? Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. And, and this is also, uh, I think that I started to believe more when you say that everybody uh, or everybody has a body that is unique. So mm -hmm. even when we do the same thing, if you pay attention on the details, you can see the difference. So at the beginning, I understand, especially because of the competition, that I need to do my movement like perfectly. But... Mm what is the perfection you know mm -hmm. that really exists so now i started to teach my students to find to find the own way yeah mm -hmm. their the own way to do the movement of course i still can give the technique they i can give them a way but i'm not too restrict to to do you need to respect that line or these or that you know mm. because about the aesthetic we need to find our aesthetic what it feels good what it feels beautiful for ourselves is harder if you, we keep focused to just reproduce what somebody do definitely and i saw this like for longer and many times so i want to do uh, the lateral, the way you do, I can say now for them, like I do it in this way, but my body works in this way and I'm feeling 
in doing my movement in this way. But for sure, I can say you cannot do like me because we are a different person. And it's okay. Yeah. This is amazing. Because when you started to respect your body, when you started to respect your sensation, you can give a different perspective for everybody, you know? Definitely. If, if my students have a different lateral and if it's still a beautiful, like she can give for, or she or him, it doesn't matter, for the world, a different perspective from the movement. Mm -hmm. This is my point right now. But at the beginning, I just understand that we need to do everybody the same to look nice, you know? Mm, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. And the, the second pillar that you mentioned about was sharing. And obviously, as a teacher, you're sharing a lot, giving a lot of knowledge, working with students one-on-one, -on -one, or maybe you have a class with 100 people, and there's this constant sharing. And also traveling. So you're traveling in different places, and there's this demand on you. How would you say it is to balance the sharing and then also making sure that you don't, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you feel it's possible to overshare or do you feel like, do you ever struggle with, um, I guess feeling like your, your cup isn't full because of X, Y, Z of traveling and things like that. And how have you, I guess, um, processed through that through your career? Yeah, I have like two or three moments in my career mm -hmm. that started to, to understand. For example, at the beginning, as I say to you, I was really addict. So I mm -hmm. put all my, my focus to my dance. So if something in my life, like personal life, professional life, doesn't work really well, I discount, uh, I discount or I go to, to my dance to give me the pleasure, you know? So sometimes we can go to the too much extreme. extreme. Yeah. So sometimes you go to the extreme and this is not healthy. I can say that even dance, when you go to the extreme is not healthy. So for example, I was the kind of a dancer and I'm still the kind of a dancer that likes to be until the end of the party. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but now I understand why I want to go until the end if I and now I try now to to measure the time that I have to the party the time that I have to sleep and to recover because mm -hmm. at the beginning I was so much to the extreme but I was younger much younger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was much younger and then my body say like yeah it's okay for now it's okay but and then with the timing, it's not okay anymore. So I don't wake up with the same energy. So I want to have energy to dance. I want to have energy to, to study, to teach, to everything. So I start mm -hmm. to measure more. And I also start to understand my emotions. Because at the mm -hmm. beginning, I understand that because I was in a Congress, I need to smile, I need to be happy all the time. But this is not true. You know, like mm -hmm. sometimes you don't feel well, sometimes your body are tired, sometimes your mind are tired. So I started to sometimes give my moment. Of course, I want to be with my students, with my friends, with everybody. 
but I started to separate like 20 minutes, one hour apart to just to give the time to myself. So mm-hmm. if you don't pay attention, sometimes you go so much on the motion from everyone, but not what you want, you know? For sure. On, so I think this is for everybody, even for the students. So our world is amazing, but also can be a little bit illusion, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when people, I mean, you see that people share on social media and they only share the highlights, the good things that they want the people to see. But obviously in life, um, you have happy moments, you have sad moments, there's moments you're tired, there's moments you're scared, there's moments you feel lonely or frustrated or lost. And so obviously all of these different things can, can be valid, but like you said, at a festival, you're getting paid. People are coming to see you. They want to be happy. And yes, you want to be able to provide that. But then sometimes it's just not uh, humanly possible sometimes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, imagine this picture. I was in a congress. I was in a party. I love to dance. The problem is not the dance. Mm-hmm. The problem is be- probably because in the right moment, I didn't give the time that I needed. So... Mm. Instead of go to that place before I, I started to listen more my feelings, listen more my body, because sometimes people put so much pressure on the dance, <clears throat> mm. but it's not the dance really. It's something before. It's something mm. out of the dance. Sometimes they don't feeling good in during the dance because they don't treat other things. Makes sense. Yeah. So I did this for years. So now I started to, like three years ago, I started to understand more about my life and emotional Mm -hmm. life, you know, as well. Because this can be uh, something that really affects our dance. And we even don't pay attention. We still like struggling with the dance. Or I need to, to study more, I need to train more, I need, I need. We don't give it time to enjoy what we already have in our bodies just because we put so much pressure on our minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I like that you shared that. And for the third pillar, so we went and talked about the studying. We talked about the sharing. sharing and now we have the dancing. And I guess since we are dance instructors, I guess we can put a perspective of, of teaching. Obviously, teaching is a completely different skill set from social dancing, from performing, from marketing and all these kind of things. Um, what would you say are some good characteristics that a teacher should have? And I guess you've also seen a lot of people teach. And there's different instructors that have different styles of teaching as well. Um, Earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that you saw some teachers teaching in a particular way and you felt inspired to teach something different. Um, So what was that difference that you saw? And I guess now that you've been teaching to travel for so long, um, what are some, I guess, I guess, characteristics of the teachers that have, um, I guess, impacted you? Yeah, for example, 
one of the characters that I admire the most is one that I'm still learning, you know? Mm. Like, I really admire a teacher that is not afraid to be themselves. You know, they come to the, the class and they just be themselves. They are funny, they laughing, or sometimes they are not uh, so funny, but they bring the attention from everybody, you know. And this is, is not a particular way to be. They are just being themselves. Mm -hmm. And I admire this a lot because at the beginning of my journey as a teacher, I was so afraid. <clears throat> I was afraid to talk. I was afraid to be myself. And with the timing, I understand that I can help more my students if, if I just respect myself. Mm -hmm. Because if I respect myself, if I love myself more, I don't be afraid anymore to talk with them, you know? For sure. I, I remember when, I think this was the first time that I learned from you. It was at Denver in Elevation in last year. And one thing that I still remember now is that you said William wasn't there because of some flight thing. And so you got there first. So you had to teach the class oh, by yes. yourself. And you mentioned that you were a little nervous. And I was like, this is like Queen Paloma. Why does she have to be nervous? But I guess yeah. it was really nice. And I guess just showing that human side to say that you're a little bit nervous and that you were still teaching the class and it just kind of made it more human. So um, I just wanted to, to share that memory, but oh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much because I even don't remember this, but yeah. And this is also a teacher like Shandy. No, she's in Liberato. Mm -hmm. So once I talk, I talk with him about those things, about my fears. And he say to, to me that it's okay to, to say to the students that you are nervous nervous, or that you don't know something. It's completely okay. Mm. And then I, I really believe that when I go to the, the class, I don't put myself in a place that I need to know everything. You know, I need to have all the answers. I put myself in a place that I really want to share my experience with them. So if I don't know something, I can go and study and bring the answer for them if they want. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to be there like something different than them. I'm not different than them. I just choose a life different than them. Because mm -hmm. most of them sometimes don't really work with the Zook. So uh, this helps me so much. Like when I started to, to improve myself like as a person helps me as a teacher as well mm -hmm, of course definitely. some yeah of course some people they already like i i say that some people are already born <laughs> to mm. be a, to be a teacher or to be a artist but i started to understand that if i respect my way of learning of improving or growing as a dancer and as a teacher if I respect that, I can share this as well with the people, you know, because sometimes they look someone and say like, oh, it's easy for them. 
but they don't understand the process. They don't know actually. They don't know the process. They know they mm. don't know how this started. You know, and I I don't need to be, for example, like my partner. My partner is I love the way he comes to the class and brings the attention. I love mm -hmm. this so so much. I I look at this and I say this is beautiful. You know, but. With the time, I started to sorry. <laughs> what are you feeling? Um, I just miss, uh, miss, I miss him, and then. Mm. When I say that I love the way he comes to the class and everything becomes so light, you know, I love this. I love this mm. sensation and I, I miss this sensation as well because even when uh, it's our work together, I'm there and I'm learning with him all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm learning with him, with the students, and I really love this feeling. And I love uh, to watch uh, him doing all his true, you know, mm -hmm. like his, this he's showing up as his uh, his true self. Yes. So I I love I love together with him so i'm happy when i'm working with him mm -hmm. and i really miss this feeling mm. but yes so i like this idea that you can bring yourself your truly self for for the class because probably have someone like really extroverted, but also mm -hmm. can have someone really introverted like me. And it's mm -hmm. okay. It's okay for everybody. You know, you just need to be tr sure that you, that you are there because you love what you're doing, what you're doing as a teacher, as a student, mm -hmm. and then everything we're going to be. Okay. For sure. I can definitely say that I see those different personalities when I watch uh, the demos of you and and William. Um, I remember the one that you did in Denver um, to the J Balvin song, the Ritmo. And yes. <laughs> you can see how he's like sometimes really big, but it's like it's interesting because you're able to kind of like take his energy and put it in with your own way at the same time. Um, mm. What, what, let's, what goes on in your mind when you're doing a, a demo with, with William? <laughs> How many things, you know, like sometimes I can, uh, can be really different. I, I cannot come to you and say, I always feel one thing when mm -hmm. I dance with him because most of the time we connect with the song with the same idea, you know, mm -hmm. but some songs can bring it at, at for him a fire energy. Mm -hmm. So, and then 
I understand if I come with the same energy, maybe we can't fight mm -hmm. and struggling with the connection. So I don't try to go there in the same place mm -hmm. that he's there. I try to be together with him, but mm -hmm. not there. <laughs> because, yeah, because and then it's when you take some distance, it's, it's easy to figure out when things comes. He's really clean about his leading. Mm. So, and then I can see the moment when he increases his tonus, he increases his energy. So, and then I prepare my body as well to, to do something fast with him, for mm -hmm. example. But if I get anxious because I'm feeling this fire energy, and then it doesn't work. Mm. And for at the beginning was like this, you know, like I just feeling the, the energy comes in and I get like <laughs> <laughs> scared, you know, but then, then with the time I understand that it's okay because sometimes we change. Sometimes mm -hmm, I know the song, sure. I choose the song and I was fire. And then he take a little bit distance to understand what I propose to him, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really like this, the way we understand each other. And with these years that we dancing together, that we understand the taste of each other. You know, he understand my taste. I understand his, his mm -hmm. taste. We don't have the same ta uh, taste sometimes for, for sure. the songs. <laughs> uh -huh. But we totally accept, you know, like, yeah, it's your turn. That's my turn now. It's, mm -hmm. it's nice. We like this. And we are, we both love the dance floor, like so much. Mm -hmm. So this also helps because we don't have the idea that we need to have one type of dance, you know, mm. we need to be connect at the moment. So this why I'm saying to you that we don't have one way to dance or I can say like always when I dance with William is like that. No, mm. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> it makes sense. No, that's uh, that's an awesome answer. Okay. Um, I have some questions that are more personality questions for the audience to get to know you on a more personal level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> If you could eat one type of food or a dish for one week and for that week, that's all you could eat. What would you choose? Oh my gosh. Can be salad. Yes. Salad. What kind of salad? There's lots of types of salads out there. Okay. Um, I really like this a green salad, you know, with mm -hmm. uh, different types of uh, lettuce or mm -hmm. other things with uh tomato mm -hmm. and any chicken or meat or just fish. vegetables I, mm. I, um, for now i'm just eating fish i stopped it for i stopped it last year one year ago to eat uh, chicken and meat mm -hmm. so yeah so uh, a nice salad with some fish yeah um, what would you say your favorite childhood memory is? Wow. Or one of your favorite childhood memories, if you have too many to choose from. 
you know, like as I said before, uh, I was the type of children that most of the time I was with the book. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, and I I'm unique. I'm I don't have brothers. Mm. So, but and then I have a parent that lives in a neighborhood, a close neighborhood. So when mm-hmm. I go there and I have a chance to to play with other children, I like to remember that you know, like I I really lo- I really like this different different world that I create when I read. I love this mm. about my childhood, but I also like this memory. So the the chances that you got to play with the other kids in your neighborhood, yeah, 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 yeah nice, yeah. nice, nice. All right. Next question will be: What is an interesting thing about you that not a lot of people know? Yeah, I don't know if uh, they they don't know. Sometimes I'm talking about this, but I'm becomes a person that I really like. Uh, crystals, energy stuff, mm-hmm. uh, meditation. So mm-hmm. I really like to be connected with this self, mm-hmm. <laughs> self world, you know, like, and I'm just, this just increase even more, more and more. You said it increased yeah. more and more like during the pandemic or? And during the pandemic more. Mm. Yeah. Because I, gotcha. I have a time to to listen these more you know nice okay uh last question um what would you say is the app that you use the most on your phone the app oh nice Mm -hmm. instagram (laughs) instagram (laughs) is that your is that something that you enjoy or is it because of work or enjoy it's because of my work many times but for Mm -hmm. example as i say that i started to to like these spiritual things Mm -hmm. you know i have so much uh, i find so much uh, content about those things in instagram Mm -hmm. so i like to read about it nice 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 that's awesome so um before we end the podcast with your i guess inspirational words or quotes i wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about any projects that you want the people to know about if they are looking to contact you or anything like that uh to let the people know about yes that's good yeah one of like two two of my friends asked me to do in that and, and actually Jessica as well asked me mm-hmm. to do that so I have this project in mind I don't start it yet to to work on, on on it but I really have this idea of give a course about my footwork foundation mm. so the way I'm working with my foot uh, footwork you know with my steps in doing my dance because mm-hmm. I think is one of the things that, that really gives my identity in my dance. Mm-hmm. So I need to, to bring and share these skills with, the, with my students mm-hmm. because I think they can improve in their own way, their dance. But I'm still, you know, like a little bit afraid to start it. Yeah, but I, but I want, but I want. I need to okay, do so that. that's something that the students could look for potentially in the future, yeah? 
maybe yes. for Christmas, that'll be a Christmas present for yes. them? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> good, good. I like the idea. Okay, awesome. All right, Paloma. Uh, so now here is um, your opportunity to share some inspiration quotes. Um, obviously, this year has been a little bit crazy, so I'll just kind of leave the mic open to you to what you feel uh, inspired to share with the listeners. Yeah. So one of the things used me was to respect myself, you know, respect and recognize myself as a person and as a dancer. So my advice is don't give so much attention to do one thing or one result. Sometimes we have this feeling of admire some people, some artists, but we are so focused to reproduce the same, you know? So it's important to study our dance, our body, our feelings. It's always important to, to understand because this machine, this like temple, our body can give so much to us. So it's important to study. But always remember to find your own way, to find your own pleasure, to find your own magic, because I believe that everybody has something to show. So, but this is just possible if you are open to, to find this. So be more like open to, to share your own magic with everybody mm -hmm. in during your dance and during your life. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the interview. I really enjoyed uh, learning more about you and what you've been up to this year. And um, definitely, like, I feel like the dance is definitely um, kind of like a gateway to knowing ourselves better. And this self-awareness that we build comes at us. It's like a, a really big onion and it just has many layers that you keep filling and you think you're getting close to the core and then nope, it's still more layers that you have to kind of keep peeling and being patient with that process along the way. Yes, so, totally. Um, I, mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, totally. I, I agree so much, when, especially when you say that we need to have patience. Mm. that's for me it's amazing we need to compare ourselves more as a tree you know mm. you cannot see the the tree really growing you need to respect them because they are growing in their own way but mm -hmm. sometimes we ask and we put so much pressure on ourselves we don't really enjoy every step we want to to get there to jump but ahead and to get jump ahead. ahead yeah 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 <laughs> All right. Well, Paloma, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Um, I'm really excited to get this podcast out for the listeners, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your the invitation and for everything. I really like the interview. <laughs> thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey.